Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Um, today with us we have uh Bhutmi Fernando. Bhutmi Fernando is talking to us from Japan. Um, and so now that most of my viewers are in that you know end of their school career, an important worry about them for them is you know higher education. And Bhutmi is right now in Japan. She is studying in Japan. And uh, let's get her insight onto you know why Japan and how and you know COVID related questions mainly. Uh, so let's welcome Bhutmi. Hi, Bhutmi. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, you know, give us a bit of an introduction to yourself. Okay. So I'm I'm Bhutmi. I'm from Sri Lanka originally. Um, I moved to Japan a week ago. I'm currently in quarantine. Mm-hmm. My university is Tokyo International University. I'm studying international relations. Okay, that's uh, that's pretty good. Um, you know. It was very nice to have you here because I I was looking for somebody to talk about this topic and then I saw you've moved to Japan. Along with that, I mm-hmm. saw you know your social media presence was very you know on the spot and you were always there. And I thought you would make for a Thank very uh, exciting conversation. I'd say. Um, Thank you. So, but let's start. Let's get started with the questions, right? Yes. Sure. So the first question is why your choice um, of subject. It's a personal choice that I made at a very mm-hmm, young yeah. age after the passing of my dad, who instilled the uh, values of studying, uh, you know, diplomacy and international relations. I've always been drawn to current affairs and how the world works, so I thought maybe this is the obvious choice for me. That's a that's a very good choice, to be honest. Uh, you know, not many. Parents would send their kids that way, and, and I'm very sorry about the loss of your father. But I think it was a very good, you know, uh, choice that he or that sort of idea that he brought up. A lot of kids and you know, a lot of parents, you know, you've got to be a doctor, you've got to be a engineer, and that you know drives kids crazy because of the job uh, market and how you know close it is. So I think it was a very good choice you made, and you know we could really use more people like that in our uh, society. Um, so, but me, let's talk to you about mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the gap year question so because of covid 19 i know mm-hmm. that you finished your advanced level one year ago and so mm-hmm. you know you anyways going to take that uh, gap year but in your perspective so a lot of the kids now you know they are considering taking that gap year because they lost a lot and they also instead of doing the exam in uh, 2021 may june all of them are considering 2022 january uh, so i ask you this question would you take that gap year and you know fix the mistakes or like fix the gaps that you made here to get yourself back in your peak performance so how 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 would you all depends uh, look on at the this person because a lot of the kids you know there's so much uh, pressure that comes with a levels and when you are on a full steam ahead for Definitely. two years and you want to finish your a levels in two years and you're stopped halfway through it gets to you and especially when you're told that you're given a uh, six months more mm-hmm, yeah. you're going to get complacent and you're going to get lazy it all depends on who you are and your work ethic and mm. your study ethics so i personally would i wouldn't have done what they did exactly. i'm personally against the uh, what what they did for may june where they chose the the school chose their grades um instead of them sitting for the exams i would have i the october mm. students sat for their exams but i wouldn't have done what the may june students did i would have opted to sit for my exams but i wouldn't take a gap year personally 
I think each school, like, you know, in mm-hmm. that uh, aspect, each school made their decision. So my school, Gateway College, Gateway College mm-hmm. decided to give the option to students. So in my school, for instance, yeah, about same. 75% Asking of the kids also, did the exam uh, in October. Only one student, I think, uh, didn't do the exams in October, November. Everyone else sw- switched to October. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, that October, mm-hmm. it had a lot of effects. Now I'm done with my advanced level. But I'm started with my A-levels and I have six months left. So instead of covering it in one year, I'm covering it in six months. And, you know, it's a, a big, you know, task ahead, especially, you know, this is the time you start going for job experience too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the sort of time where, you know, like for mm-hmm. your university, you obviously need to go for job experience, right? So those kind mm-hmm. of things. And especially me, I do model United Nations as well. So that is, yeah. you know, another I understand. <laughs> so, Good luck. Yeah, a lot of things ahead. So I want to ask you this question. This is a follow up on, you know, our previous conversation about why you chose the particular field. It's a question of why you chose the, that particular university. Uh, a lot of students mm-hmm. are, you know, considering doing the education in Sri Lanka. Uh, you know, we have ICBT. If you want to do law, you have RI and you can even do, mm-hmm. if I'm not wrong, uh, the same course that you're following in RI. My question was, why would why did you choose to go abroad? I mean, knowing how difficult it is and, you know, in a COVID perspective, 100%. how worth it is it Everything to you? Everything happened, uh, I don't know, miraculously. Um, I was okay. I'm personally not against students studying in Sri Lanka. I would have done the same if I haven't got the scholarship. It's 100% based on the scholarship and the fact that my mom gave me the green light. Uh, our financial situation gave us the green light and um, TIU offered the, yes, yes. That's a lot of I... things went good for you. <laughs> that's actually very nice to hear. A lot of people are having tough times this COVID season. Thank it's you. nice Thank to you see some much. people having it good for once. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, we understood why you chose to go abroad. Now, uh, students... I mean, like, not let's talk not talk about your experience per se, but let's talk about the benefits a Sri Lankan student would have in going abroad and doing, you know, uh, specific courses like yours. Okay, the benefits so a student would have over doing it in Sri Lanka. Um, I'll take the whole university experience, right? I'm doing international relations. My university is as international as it gets. You have children coming from South Asia, South America, Africa, United States. And when you're doing a subject like international relations, you have, when you have all those perspectives coming together, it's, it's just mind blowing the amount, these conversations that we have. And that's one. Another thing is, you know, you have that whole university experience. You're, you're 18, you're an adult, you get to make decisions. Dude, seven days I've been inside this room. The amount of decisions that I have had to take, it's it's intense. So I know. It's even insane. In the it's dorm insane. Yeah. Right? I get you it. You have to take care of yourself. You have to make sure you don't get sick. You have to make sure uh, you have you control your finances properly. Your you you know it's that whole growing up experience, and I think that's what I think that's what a lot of Sri Lankans need. Mm. It's Shri it's Lankan a worth it. That, that experience you know, is worth it. Some some kids do. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. we are pampered a lot by our moms. To be honest, a lot of us. 
me like you know if my mom doesn't show up to my room for two months you know nobody should show up to my room from that point it's a mess um my room's actually a mess right now but for the podcast you know i got everything behind me looking good but you know all the dumpies on that very, side uh, they're very uh, surprised that my mom let me go abroad because i was very you know guarded in sri lanka so here i am yes mm. broad <laughs> thank you making your parents proud no that's a, it's a beautiful thing you know being in a country abroad being by yourself growing up that whole experience is something that our folks don't face and you know, i have uh, cousins mm. friends who uh, who in mm. rai you know they the education standard is pretty good here it's just that that level of maturity doesn't come and in sri lanka you know when they say mm. maturity they think you know going to a party Adulting. clubbing that's what they think you know maturity is but maturity is actually no i mean exactly uh, if you look at care of yourself to go to local universities they they get to live in their dorms uh, some have to travel out of uh, colombo or out of uh, their home city they get the full experience mm. just you know our private institutions they are they don't really offer dorms and you know and obviously <laughs> um I, when i said ri and the reason why i mentioned ri was you know i mean it's a podcast it's on my ig i'm going to have to ex- focus it towards the audience right uh, yeah that's true <laughs> yeah no but what i meant to ask you was um the value of a degree coming from your university compared to something coming from sri lanka uh, what do you think like you know mm-hmm. how about that distinguishment because that's a big issue for a lot of people yeah. for me personally i i really want to go abroad and study mm-hmm. but then then again knowing that some point in time i have to come back it's just that thing, now, is it is that university as worth it as i think it is people don't want to spend a lot of money on their degree but spend a lot of money on their masters because everyone has masters and phd's and degrees now so they would just they would go to a sri lankan affiliated university get their degree and they would fly abroad to get their masters by that time they are very adult uh, but i would say that i am glad that i chose uh, i mean to go abroad than stay in sri lanka solely due to the fact that i want to get out of my comfort zone i have made more friends i have expanded my boundaries and made contacts mm-hmm. I've learned lessons along the way and I think that the lessons I have learned is much more valuable than if I just said you know what I'm just going to go to RI if I said that I would have I would not be the person I am right now No this oh, is a no. question this is, is this your first time, time flying abroad then, Yeah No Yeah so so I mean the second time second time No. Okay, so it's not. not. So you're not like a very avid flyer anyways. I really want to know, you know the difference between, you know, regular flying and covid flying because uh I I am someone who flies mm-hmm. a lot because my uh, I I actually lived in Oman for most of my life, so it's always back and forth. My dad still works there. I just want to know that experience. How was it? Was it <laughs> very you know, clammy and Uh, I have I have have to take it up with Sri Lankan Airlines. I I I honestly thought that it's going to have some sort of regulations. <laughs> have to give it to the people. None of them took their masks off, but there was no social distancing. The man was right next to me. I was 
I mean, gladly they have they didn't put anyone with a negative PCR test on that flight, but there were three hundred people there, and if anyone. No, were you? What did they ask you to wear the plastic shield on cabin, top? Dude, you won't. And That's uh, terrible. The experience was not that great. Eight hours. I don't know how I was patient during that eight hours. I mean, usually mm-hmm. Sri Lankan, Sri Lanka to Japan flight is pretty good, to be honest. Anyway, uh, any any flight over four hours in Sri Lankan Airlines is you know pretty good. Uh, but I had like I spoke to about five six people who traveled abroad during COVID season. They told me about I how know. the seats were all separated. Everyone was asked to wear a mask. Yes, I think, I think so, it was your isolated when I incident. The flight, they were like, it's gonna be a cargo flight. There'll be like ten people. <laughs> I walk into the airport, dude. There's like five hundred people lined up. <laughs> yeah, I got the shock of my life. How's uh, settling in Japan? I mean, there's obviously the language barrier, and then there is the food. I mean, sushi, like, Did you I don't even like eat sushi? proper I've fish. Like... It, I've only had it once. I've loved it. I've not had Jap- I've not had sushi in Japan yet, though, because I've been inside for seven days. Lots of people are asking me, what's my Japanese experience? I'm like, two hours on a highway and uh, one and a half hours of me just sleeping through it because I was jet lagged. So do so people uh, bring you food, food for you to cook or what? <laughs> and, uh, I got my, and I got my uncle to drop some Smart food thing off. To do. Um, so I've been cooking Sri Lankan food. So I've not had any international food yet. But settling in, I'm getting used to the weather. It's so cold. I, I. <laughs> yeah, especially like when you've been in Sri Lanka for that long, the weather is definitely an issue. Um, other than that, I've. Did you go packing well, you know, like in well-suited armor no, no, or no, did you just I, went Lankan style and realized I checked the temperature before I landed. No, because in the flight itself, they're like, um, the weather is the weather is fine, just eleven degrees Celsius. What do you mean? I know that that gave you the storm of your life. I I actually love the cold. I was born in Noralia, and then you know the Middle you know, East is, is air conditioned everywhere. In the back. Before so I, before I love I the cold. You, I was telling my mom, I really need to go to the cold weather. I need to go to Noralia before I go. And now I'm like living in twenty four seven cold weather. <laughs> I think your dorm room looks yeah, nice, like from the background. Really like nice. it looks really nice. But um, I'm not gonna be here in another seven days. This is just the quarantine room. <laughs> Still better than what you have in Lanka. Don't be nasty towards Lanka. <laughs> Look, okay, I have less ties with Sri Lanka than I have with any other nation. Because I've lived here for like what? Mm-hmm. The first few years where I remember nothing. And then now two years in Sri Lanka after I moved in, so okay, I don't really mind. So let's uh talk about mm-hmm. you know so like we've discussed your experience, which is like so interesting. You know, I I'd, I'd like to listen more, but uh mm-hmm. let's talk about 
the issue at hand because you know you you would have noticed some issues in your traveling you would have noticed some issues during documentation and all because you know you have your experience especially you know if you were just going in it's different but you were going in with uh, a scholarship so definitely there is a lot of documentation with regards to that uh, how do you think you know kids could learn about it because a lot of folks we don't even people don't even know how a visa works here in sri lanka because a lot um, of them don't fly so outside a, your opinions on that a certificate of eligibility before i uh, before i get my actual visa um that took me 3 months of back and mm-hmm. forth with the university i did that all during lockdown i had to get bank statements wow. my mom's financial history my mom's uh, company history my blood type and all of all of that had to go in because you're literally going to live in a country they want to know all the details right so to... how about uh, yeah. insurance is insurance that covered by is your sponsor and national health insurance oh, so 70% of your uh, medical fees are covered by the japanese government yeah it's good I need to ask you one more question because Japan is a, mm-hmm. a country that not yeah. many people look at, but they should because of how great it is. In the, in the United Kingdom, if you go and study there for four years, you're still, mm-hmm. if I'm not wrong, under something called a Tier One or Tier Two visa, and so it's not considered for your PR. How about your system? Is um, your uh, years um, of studying they considered yeah. for your PR? So you get a residence card. The four years that you study. you get something called the residence card which is basically is your identity card for the next 4 years uh but getting pr here in japan is pretty difficult yeah is difficult how about job Amazing. opportunities Even after you done with university you pay very well i uh, we, we my roommate and i we found a job uh, that uh, we can start as soon as we get our japanese bank account set that pays uh, about Thousand five hundred yen an hour, which is like three uh, thousand rupees an hour, which is a lot. That which is, is a lot. Yeah. That's shit. That's pretty good. That's that's pretty decent. Yes, I mean, I know it's just especially for somebody so who has no imagine, degree. Imagine you know, a, um, working a job, uh, so you can apply for a work visa. You know, I'd really love to have this conversation with you two months later. you know see how it is you know the before <laughs> and the after you regret going or not kind of you should, you uh, should definitely think <laughs> but if the pay is well yes. i assume that the cost of living yes. must be very high um, too did you visit any of the supermarkets i haven't bought proper groceries yet but um see it gets to you you know when you're going when you're going to a country like japan where everything is like you know the stand expensive you're you're obviously going to be like expensive. doing the calculation be like okay this is times 2 and this is pretty expensive but what i told myself before i left was you're going to live there for 4 years you have to think in yen you shouldn't think in rupees yes your mom is sending you money but you know you have to have that discipline also just get what you need you can't deprive yourself of food because it's expensive right so that's that's why you should you know get a job then so i think for me it's the exact opposite i calculate everything into money riyas and i'm like you know that uh, it's like 20 riyas and it's like that's how i mm-hmm. i communicate like cuz for me i have been living there for 10 years 
eight to nine years. So yeah. everything is registered in that currency. So oh, I think yeah, I, I was it. about to ask you if you have that currency conversion problem, uh, and but, I guess you do. Um, you know, <laughs> to their income level, the standard of uh, living is pretty decent. Like people, if you if you consider yourself a Japanese resident. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you get a decent uh, wage, the standard of living is pretty good. You can afford to live here. Mm-hmm. So, um, what about um, taxes? Mm-hmm. Since you told me you will be working part time, will how about the tax I'm rates? Not, you know, maybe I'm not, not really sure of it if I get you know, taxed. I don't. Think are you? I, I don't think I get taxed. Yes. It depends on your employer, to be honest. If your employer is somebody who's, uh, you know, yeah. uh, how would I say, microeconomic yeah. businesses, I don't I really think, think they, think you know, have everything us, by the book. They but take, they reduce the tax because that's how anyway, that's how even Sri Lanka works. Uh, you get taxed before you uh, are given your hmm. salary. Nope. You've never lived in a place where it's tax free, right? <laughs> It's a whole other experience. Trust me, like, you know, you get your salary and then you realize nothing is cut and then you go home so we, satisfied. We are not Oman, okay? God. We can't ever be Oman. I mean, but then, you know, in yeah, Japan, you have a lot of other opportunities there. I mean, Oman, we got the money, but we've got less of the brains, you know. Like, we don't have all of those institutions, mm, yeah. fancy institutions and all that Japan has. <laughs> we're a pretty good country. Ripping Oman. You should visit, to be honest. You should really visit. No, because we we've had no civil disturbances in the last 50 years. Really? Not one. I mean, the Yemenis tried to come in, but then we got a pretty good army there. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you're all about IER. I mean, it should be I'm very interesting I'm not going to take any sides of any country. <laughs> not especially if I'm going to live in Japan for the next four years and I need the visa. I mean, Japan's a great country. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, wish to go there. Uh, how I about language? How language. are you planning uh, on learning uh, the language? Oh, wait, wait, I think I know one thing. Mm. Let me just tell you if it's correct. I learned this like five years ago. Unamayeva no. mean what Anasano. is your name? Unamayeva Nandeska. You said Namaya. Okay, so like part of what I said was correct, right? <laughs> shape. Shape, shape. God. Shape. I, uh, my uncle, when he was there, you know, once he, when he comes back in uh, for holidays, he would you know, I can, I teach can me a little bit. You yeah. Although I'm horrible at it. No, so, so I'm I'm learning Japanese. Our university is teaching us uh, Japanese every single day for three hours. Hmm. So do uh-huh. yeah, three hours of Japanese. Three hours. You know, if I was you, I'd just go there, sleep for about one proper for, week, and then get start to work. I slept for one. I don't have that level of like, determination. Okay, I I have to keep my attendance up. If I want to keep my scholarship, I need to keep that attendance level. Oh, yeah, you're on the scholarship, so you're like <laughs> still only... under the... Hmm. But 
how is how is the language i, I mean I it goes this way right into it because today i learned so we are learning kanji right now and today i learned this kanji that means you know kanji <laughs> means porridge in like but in tamil a, right kanji is a alphabet there are three alphabets and you're supposed to learn all three alphabets in japan and japanese and oh my god that yeah it's it's tough it's tough <laughs> with kanji yes. i see you look you look frustrated well i think I you mean, know yeah. you'll get yeah. by fine i think so let's talk about the future about uh mimansi study ir cuz i i really want to talk about it and i'm not sure if i told you this earlier but about why it won't be suitable in sri lanka cuz that's a good uh feel mm-hmm. i have sister who studied that lot of friends who are looking to it but then in sri lanka i mean the purpose mm-hmm. of ir is mm-hmm. to represent your nation as a delegate sometime right and that sort of work but we do see how our ambassador positions our delegatory positions mm-hmm. are being filled by ex politicians and people with links so i've had what do you see in the future with your degree obviously with a lot of people i know someone who um you know he you know it's really kind of frustrating kind of you know i go to bcis i did a i did a course at bcis and there were so many kids who came to do the ir course okay and then you have pandaranayaka training institute there are so many kids who uh, are doing this degree and when you look at how many uh, countries that sri lanka represent it's such a handful and out of that also the government favors whoever they want they send to represent the country but there's so much more to ir a lot of people do ir as a like a another degree yeah in addition like i i will do law in addition if i'm doing law i'll do ir as well that kind of thing uh so there are there are a few people like me who take ir mm. seriously and we want to pursue ir you can do a lot of things you can join up the un you can join you know there are so many bodies of the un you can uh, take it further and you can um, join like the foreign ministry of sri lanka you can do politics you can do economics you can teach you can join um, non profit organizations there's so many things you can do with ir but you have to be smart about it some kids like some people and like when you You've get got to be IR, determined about it i'm going to break the hearts of a lot of people if you get into ir you need to know what you're doing you can't just think as you go like you need to know this is because it's a cutthroat thing like people think medicine is cutthroat but like ir is cutthroat you need to be on top of your game yeah you'd know you're doing it's, mun it's very cutthroat yeah I, <laughs> yeah yes and, oh my god <laughs> the level exactly. of you know chop 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 my god uh our chairs would come and tell us you know no blame game today we want actual conference no you're going to yeah, kill exactly. the other person so you want like actual solid stuff thinking, okay it's going to be easy cuz we just have to think about what's happening in the world and i'm like no <laughs> there's so much more to it <laughs> i was a bit hmm. yeah it's mm-hmm. it's actually good that you know about you know mm-hmm. ir first rather than going in blind like a lot of kids yeah. are doing i was a bit i was a bit very good. Uh, frustrated as well when i did my certificate course at uh, bcis a lot of the people i met there 
they don't know what they're doing they don't know why they're there they're just there because bcis is a great institute to get uh, the ir certificate from so i i honestly don't like it's one of my pet peeves i don't like when people don't know what they're doing <laughs> i it's just the same for me you know for me everything's got to be on pinpoint and i'm like this guy you know if you if you like you know i'll be much and come there at 9:30 i'll be there at 9:25 has to be a purpose has to be done you know at that time <laughs> otherwise you know i i i could exactly so when i called you today uh, we were supposed to start this at 7 Shalaka and time and I sent you a message at 6:30 okay reminder cuz <laughs> cuz you know I I hate you to much. to you know delay things No but it's uh, but you were very punctual I know so man great guest I'd say So mm-hmm. how's things with you know your mom cuz that's a lot of people uh, they have worries going abroad cuz you know they miss their family and stuff how is it is it difficult you know is it different you know because you've been with your mom for so long and then in you know, everything's video call um, now yeah, is it is it, is it, it difficult? difficult obviously when it comes to cooking and you know like i miss her um, just telling me to do things like clean my room or you know <laughs> wash my clothes or make the bed i i i know i but um, i agree thank god for technology like you the video quality is so crisp like it feels like i'm there and i think one of my friends told me um he also studies abroad he told me if you want to not feel homesick you need to keep in contact you know don't isolate yourself so i talk to my mom in the morning and yes. in the night maybe during the day so three times a day that's because i have lecture online lectures and she's not she's actually working from home but i am assuming you have to keep in contact with your family send pictures to your family group send mm. pictures to your friends yeah. even if it's a picture of yourself talk to friends so i did this thing where i'm like i scheduled two people a day i talk to two people a day <laughs> so i'm not going to talk to everyone on the same day i was like okay like tomorrow i'll be talking to two people that's that way you won't go crazy and you won't be on your phone too much as well but have you noticed this when you are you know mm-hmm. actual physical uh, you know when you like with somebody involuntarily you start talking to them but when it's something like you know online you have to you know be consciously thoughtful okay i have to talk to this person now and you know that you know that drives Sometimes, you mentally tired like, i'm not going to not noticed it some people i don't like to speak on video call with so i like avoid it um but others i i like talking to i like talking to them for hours and hours uh but then again i'm not much of a like not i can't do it for a long time can i can't be on the phone for a long time um so so i cut i cut it yeah, i cut I it short it. i make up an excuse saying that i have to go or something but um yeah it's not as it's not it gets awkward but it depends on the person sometimes with some people it gets awkward but if you and that other person are like really good friends it never does even the silence is amazing so that's that's my take hmm yeah i understand and you probably have a lot of friends. great friends supporting you too that's a shout out to your friends 
my friends, my guys, you know, they like you know, they're the laziest dudes. Cause uh, I'm oh, I'm no. like the you know the guy who calls everybody, right? You. And so if I don't call them, they won't call me back. They no, yeah, they forget me. Like you know, they are in their own little world. And so this is gonna be tough on me. My friends are. I will. I will keep dumb. in contact with you. I will come keep in contact. Yeah, they don't mind me saying this. <laughs> no problem. That's uh, it's, very nice. You know, you also have here. to make that decision, right? You shouldn't be like uh, now. I'm the one abroad. Now everyone has to call me because you know they are in Sri Lanka. You shouldn't have that mentality. You sh- uh, You know if and luckily all of my friends have. Uh, we've had that mutual thing when when I asked them, they would say yes, definitely, or they would ask me, and I'll be okay with it. I've never had the I don't want to talk to you thing. So um, so far it's been great, and I'm not complaining about my friends, not yet. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not yet. Wait, wait. You gonna yes. you gonna have to wait for like a while. You know, you've been there for a few days. You know, I came to Sri Lanka. My friends would call me left and oh, right. No, One month later, they were like, "Macha, who are you?" I'm unforgettable. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like the that yeah, was I a bit of an exaggeration, but that. you get the I point. Have to keep in contact with them. Send them a message every day. <laughs> but I think it's different with dudes. You know, we're like not very clammy with each other. We just that. Uh, <laughs> what do I say? Okay, you exist. Stop. Done. I'll talk I to you again you. in another month. <laughs> So if you, if you, like, here's the thing, if you, mm. but if you have some kind of issues, you know, like, bro, I, I need to talk to you, right? They'll call you in the middle mm. of the night at two o'clock. They'll show up at your place. Yeah. It's a, each to you, their they're there when you need them. But, you know, it's. What do you mean? How do you look at the future? I mean, like, your immediate future. I mean, <laughs> it's a very retarded thing to ask somebody. Because mm. that's a question that, fri- that should frighten anybody, you know, what you have. In your future, but I'm someone who sees myself somewhere in ten years, okay, and I work towards that goal. How about you? I want to know your. I want to know your definition of distant future. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in distant okay. future is retirement. For immediate me. future. Because I'm someone like you know, I I work according to a calendar and a plan. Because I mm-hmm. I am someone who's very forgetful and someone who. I I can I tend to you know forget things. If I know what is in plan for me next, because even this meeting I scheduled it into my calendar, mm-hmm. so that you know, so that I don't man. miss things. Um, I have, that's how I, I that's have... how I work. How about you? <laughs> yes. Wow. God, I have an interview tomorrow in the morning. In the morning, I have an interview at nine fifty. I'm working uh for a Dubai firm for their real estate firm. You know, the as a graphic designer, you. and then I'm. Working like I'm, I'm going, trying I'm going for to make a, a TV episode. I'm going to interview yes. you. Yes, be my going up. <laughs> That'll be perfect, you know. Like, so for all the viewers here oh who God. think you know the setup is so good, let me tell you that the entire cost of my <laughs> setup is zero. I've spent nothing. Like my tripod <laughs> is all my uh, old textbooks are stacked on top of each other. Um, oh my god i was gonna you know burn them but uh, Uh, so yeah immediate future yeah i have a plan i'm not going to tell that because everyone laughs at i have a plan 
you have a plan yeah you I have, have a plan, plan. that's 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 all you need immediate future something to I, get you I back in myself doing after four years oh yeah i have a detailed plan but um, one thing i've learned with this whole experience is that you shouldn't publicize it because it gives room for people to you know criticize you nitpick everything so yeah i'm <laughs> i would say i have a plan and i'm not completely clueless of what i'm going to do i was at one point i was like what am i going to do with this ir degree i don't you know i don't want to join the un personally do not want to do that um i want to come back to the country but um, i'm getting a lot of opposition from people in sri lanka like don't come back to sri lanka <laughs> somebody of your intellect somebody who thinks like you know somebody who is who sees the problem and doesn't choose to ignore them i don't think sri lanka is a good fit for don't you because you know that. we have a lot of ignorance I, here i love I'm my not country. gonna lie you know it's just bullet no no like i'm a very no no like i i i i keep sri lanka mm-hmm. as second place because you know never really grew up here but mm-hmm. sri lanka is my country still you know i'm not going to give it up but you know it's not the country per se it's the whose hand the country is in right now and so and like you know just gender mm-hmm. stigmatization and stuff you know how people think here and you know if you someone like you who's very positive about things would find it difficult here when negativity that's, is in every single kind, corner that's the irony everywhere. of it that's exactly why i want to come back i'm i think a lot of people i yeah i think a lot of people know this i do want to do politics one day not in the immediate future one day i want to get into politics So can we have like a virtual high five? Cuz I have told people I've had politics in my mind and every time I told Why someone they nice? asked me if I was It should nuts. be great that children our age want to do politics. The exactly. some kids don't even know who the prime minister of I don't know India is. So it's great. exactly so politics is always good cuz you know we've got to you know like someone of yeah. our generation is some point in time going to have to come on top if you start out late mm-hmm. people who start out late who become ministers and all are yeah. they generally come from you know heritage like from heritage and we need but somebody who's starting off new has started young age like us progressive thinkers you know that's that's such a beautiful thing to say no one's ever told this out and wow like first time but again politics in shilaka is not going to have, work we you have you heard of the word revolution progressive revolution we have let me tell you were you I interested mean, in the 2019 election <laughs> look So in the 2019 election I had a relative in the presidential interested. election so I was fully engaged you know I was actually okay, there so social media in 2020 parliamentary elections I was a social media mm-hmm. yeah I was a social media manager for his campaign right and I was so busy with it and you know I just I just saw how people were as you know mm-hmm. although he brought in such good ideas such progressive ideas how people function is they look at yeah, that the is, money money plays a big role in I would like to publicly say this. That's because we keep electing these people who work for money. We keep electing nepotism. We keep electing corrupt 
corrupt uh, individuals. And why do we do that? Because we don't have a choice. And why don't we have a choice? Because good people are backing out. And the thing is, not only really good people are backing out. Mm-hmm. It's just when good people are coming, there there's roadblock on them. Yeah, that's, so they don't that's have the true. opportunity to go forward. I, you know, as long as the sad thing this um, you know, how do I say um. Uh, favoring of <laughs> um, as as long as Rain these goes particular over. Uh, politicians rule the country, you know who I'm talking about. Both in the both in the ruling party and in the opposition as well. As long as these uh, uh, you know politicians are ruling this country, we will no go nowhere. And one, one thing I want kids our age, and I really wish kids our age realize, is the fact that they shouldn't be blinded by this. Like, that's what frustrates me. You think they're so good, but they're exactly. not. They don't think about the... You think that, they're, you think that this is development? <laughs> Have you thought about it? No, we haven't developed in the last 50 years. Yes, it, Colombo looks nice now, but wait till it floods, you know? So. Exactly. And even about Colombo, it's just that, you know, two mm-hmm. kilometers square or three kilometers square that looks beautiful. The rest <laughs> no, of Colombo is just as ugly as anywhere. We don't have a priority straight, obviously. We have so many. No, no, what I mean ugly is I'm not talking about the forestry and all. I'm just mm-hmm. talking about how, you know, the roads are not taken care of. You know, we have a problem with garbage disposal. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that what make a country a country. You know, it's not just tourism that we need to focus yes, on. We need to yes, focus on I, actual I, development. Obviously, it has been a bit, you can't blame the government right now because it has been backtracked because COVID-19 should be their uh, top priority and... And I'm not in any way criticizing the government. We are doing pretty well um, comparatively uh, with... I'm I'm saying, I mean, they might have been a little bit complacent when it comes to the second wave, but we we are doing pretty good for a country. So... See, I think when it comes to the numbers, we've got to, like, this is going to go to a COVID. I don't know why it's going COVID late, but, like, you know, let's just go have it for, like, five minutes. Let's look at numbers. Let's look look at the places with the big breakouts. Let's take Germany for instance. Where Germany is physically situated is in the heart of Europe. You have people coming That's in and okay. out all the time. That's in Sri Lanka, you don't have that. You have the tourists coming in. People from coming in. Right. And those countries are not. No, I mean, we stop people after March. We we put a ban on China after March. Can we afford COVID to detect, do that? was detected That's in January. That's three months it's not about it's not affording right like it's not the question of you know if they said okay it's a risky move it's just that they didn't even acknowledge there okay, was a problem so about covid until march that was the problem talking here because people cannot we cannot afford to lock the country down right people no even i i never stood for the lockdown from the beginning i think we should have done you know uh, systematically we could have locked down you know uh, at you know time intervals so that mm. it wouldn't have had as big an effect on we our economy had, but we could have regulated yes, things well we could have, we could have, have you know I started pcr testing you can you could have seen in my tweets every single day was that we could have had random pcr <laughs> i closed twitter had, 
We could have had random people. It was like too this. much. We could have had much, much more regulated, you know, find them. Find people who are not wearing masks. No, and the other thing is now, uh, this, we were supposed to have mm. complete lockdown in Colombo until the night. There was a perahara in front of my house yesterday. And people are driving on the street, walking around right now. So I ask you, where is this Again, lockdown? Again, it comes to grassroots levels it. of... And I live in, it, it in the hill street. I live like in the main street. Leadership, municipal, uh, you know, municipalities and police. It's corrupt. The, the that system, is where we lack, you know? unfortunately, is corrupt. That we have to get to the bottom of and we have to change it. And the only way we can change it is us. The only way we can the change thing is, yeah, you go on. How, I mean, our vote, but that also we need. How we change the municipal uh, governance and the municipal system is by putting in more new folks. But a lot of the educated, a lot of the young crowd don't want to go that way because the pay is terrible. The pay is terrible. And, you know, the people who are going there knowing that the pay is terrible, they yeah. come yeah. back I with mean, money, not from the government. Uh, a lot of the time when you say you want to be a public servant, it's just people look down on you. They're like, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to work for the government? Or why do you want to become a politician? Uh, because it's in our blood and it's inherent that, okay, there's so much corruption and it's not going to be a good ride for you. But you look at it, there are a handful of, there are a handful of good public servants. Just they don't, they are not, they are not given that platform yeah. because of uh, types of politicians who, you know, rule through power and now it's now it's a hunt for power yeah actually i think uh, i did so i mean i did see a really good politician mm. i think his name he, was he, Chihara um, Herat during the uh, parliamentary election he was very good right yes in the unp that was his problem he was the highest yeah. vote taker in gampaha from the unp yeah. but unp so they wouldn't people would just, so, People were disappointed I mean, with their past performance. Him because the last time they were in power, they kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> ruined the national security of the country. And uh, we lost many innocent lives. I think, I think the, how the only way Sri Lanka can hmm. win something is through bipartisanship. Because, like, we pick yeah. the best out of every party. Get what I'm saying? Because now I'm very sure in the UNP we have a bunch of 70 year old buggers who like you know are worth nothing. But we also have 25 year olds, 26 year olds who are incredibly you know, a bless for our nation. But you know yes, we look I at them as UNP and we reject them immediately. That's like something we need to fix. Whole, we have to do a whole wipeout and then look at uh, potentials and then we have to put all of those good people into one party. If that's if that's utopia. That's like picking out from SLPP, UNP, SJB, we take all the good people and put them into one party. I, I currently don't support any party, okay? I am, I'm, I am, I am anti, there is a party that I'm anti of, but I'm not, I don't support any party. Um, so... <laughs> I think politically we both are the same. So if I can, the if same. I can, if what I told my mother, <laughs> if I can get a party with where all the good people from all these parties, even the party that I don't like, if all of those good people get a party, I will join that party. 
because that's one question i get all the time because when i tell i want to do what yeah. you say like so which party are you going to you know join from i be like oh, i don't know exactly and also you find you based on your party not on your party, intellect no, people vote for the party most of the time yeah that's that's the problem that's why you see a lot of mm. you see a lot of independent contesters but they never get anywhere because see even these uh part people who win the party right they don't necessarily mm. win because of the party they win because of the money the party gives mm. now let me tell you to have a small stage set up a single stage mm. set up for one single night mm-hmm. it will take you over 1 lakh i i learned just for one single stage I... set up now i'm very sure exactly somebody of our age won't without a political background mm-hmm. won't be able to afford yeah. that yeah so how do you get the money through you know you scratch my back i scratch your back that's how it happens i think how in the united states they do it is they they get their uh, no, donations they have, from they the people right? the people donate to uh, their campaigns for the campaigns too like if you look at uh, donald trump's campaign i think um, exactly you know see a uh, v cf cvs that's a pharmaceutical company cvs i think they yeah they uh, they Big donated to donald trump <laughs> so not going to say anything but you have the companies donate i mean obviously capitalists and no what not so you've got big no but i think like even if you take the democrats like it's not like they're going in empty as you see in the dnc it was elaborate they were well over the heads i'm saying that, you know both the parties they get their money Dude. like you know there are yeah. there are companies yeah. who yeah. benefit uh, from a democrat entire, rule entire hollywood will uh, will be benefit from a democrat rule that's benefit for sure. benefit exactly um yeah lots of people are like when uh, democrats come into power you know people won't have guns and white supremacy will stop and that's all bull <laughs> there'll always be a arms uh, arms um, industry in uh, usa no matter who comes into power that's just america and that's what they do <laughs> Yes, yes, right. Yes, second amendment. Yeah, <laughs> right to protect themselves. I think that that it's a it's a two way policy, right? For the second amendment, if you know we restrict it to people who are in danger only, it's a different story. But then when we give that privilege to everybody, it creates a sense of danger. You know, the existence of a weapon essentially makes the entire situation hostile. you're living in big bunch of secure insecurity to have weapons yeah i'm not going to go there <laughs> yeah i mean i have a lot of right wing dudes watching oh, this no. i have a friend who's super right wing uh, to be honest i'm yeah, central, central and am, you know I i'm am, central um i am i am central uh, because solely Democrat. due to the fact that i do not like him i am not saying that i support biden I'm not pro Biden. I think Bernie Sanders would have been a better candidate for Democratic Party. But exactly for me, if it was you know going in, I I definitely vote for Trump over uh, this one because I I basically mm-hmm. don't like Biden. I don't like Biden because B- Biden the what is it called Obama? Uh, Biden the foreign policy it ended up in the deaths of a lot of the Middle East, yeah, a lot of innocent people, and you know. I mean, frankly if you see the number of number of innocent deaths 
on Trump's side is I mean, much less significantly less. And the amount of people you know? who died from COVID because due to his. To be honest, with COVID, you know, definitely it was the fact that you know he chose to ignore it and he didn't bring it out. Right, that's true. But we they could have restricted it definitely. But then the fact that you know a huge country like that will have at least over yeah, thousand deaths you... is. It's kind of an obvious. I know, thing. but when you have Sri Lanka has twenty four of the nation telling people to drink Clorox and Lysol, and being like it is a hoax, <laughs> that's just yeah, that's not that's not that's that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, I mean, thing is, I I think of Donald Trump like this: a dog would mm. bark but wouldn't bite. That's Donald Trump. Donald Trump barks way too much. Yeah. He doesn't bite yes. as much as you think he does. He's irritating. <laughs> That's what he is. Oh my god, yeah, he's a. I find him hilarious. hilarious I find him hilarious. Uh, he's irritating. <laughs> did Did you see <laughs> that thing with the Pope? The. I don't. You know they. Uh, honestly, I would like to make it simple. I would not support anyone, any leader, any person who does not believe in climate change. Okay, because I'm such an environmentalist. If someone tells me that climate change is not real, <laughs> I should just like. I I remember I had this conversation with somebody about the Singaraja forest, and you know I was just like, uh, you know, we don't have to destroy the environment per se, but we create a careful paths that so that we could make money out of it, but while conserving it. And they were like, no, no, no. So can you start making money out of our natural resource? You're spoiling its purity, and that is, you know, against the environment. And I'm just saying, you know, people come in. You have porta cabins, uh, you know, like small bathrooms that are portable, which has no effect on the environment, right? And people just move it as it mm, is. And people were so opposed to it. I wonder if why. You look at Sri Lanka. We don't have the best track record of taking care of our natural resources and our uh, forestry. Um, so. It depends if you're a disciplined society and if you think that these portable bathrooms are going to be, people are going to, you know, dis, uh, dis, use it in a very disciplined manner, then all up to you. No, the thing what I'm saying is, you know, you on anyways have foreigners walking into Singharaja for some reason or the other, right? But if we can make it in a standardized way, we're just making money out of what they're already doing. Why? Why you're bold of you to assume that the tourists are the reason for a lot of the uh, pollution that's happening in our country? When it's the, when it's. No, I didn't yeah. say that. I definitely didn't say that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, if it's the effect of people, not not foreigners per se. I'm just saying, ah, uh, people within our nation, if they're just going in anyways to go in. Uh, for sightseeing, you know, family yeah. is going in for sightseeing. Might as well make money for it from it. Get it? And if we invest, if we invest in it, and if we're choosing to make that as a source of income, automatically the the need for security would come. Need for security will stop poachers. It will stop unwanted uh, things I, happening I within with you know these nature uh, conservatives. To a certain level, because uh, you look at how Australia capitalized over the Great Barrier Reef, and now how much it is. Um, you know, deteriorating and uh, it's under great threat. Yeah. So, do you think Sri Lanka Australia didn't know when to stop with the money? You're the same person who told me five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, 
like uh, Sri Lanka, uh, Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka keeps messing everything up. We have so many opportunities coming, but then we just say no because we know how irresponsible <laughs> yeah. people are. What to do? But I guess that's what life is. And you know, such good information from you about Japan, about higher education, about uh, politics, politics, important aspect. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of kids can learn from this. And yeah. you were a, a great a guest, and I'm happy to tell you this. And you know, not many people are very comfortable in front of camera, or especially talking to somebody for the purpose of it being no broadcasted. Problem. And you know, thank you very much for being here. And, and I hope that in two months, we could have yes, yes, another I podcast where we see the before and after. <laughs> Right. Thank you very much. And so let me tell uh, everybody here. So for the next week's episode, we have it with Ara. Uh, it'll be talking about the life in the Middle East versus life in Sri Lanka. Both of us, we lived in the Middle East and Sri Lanka. So we'll be talking about you know, essentially the cultural differences. And she'll be talking or rather busting myths about, you know, how women are treated in Arabia uh, per se. And uh, yeah, it'll be a fantastic episode next week. And drop your questions. And once again, I'd like to thank with me. Have a nice day, guys.